week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Josh Centers, the managing editor for Tidbits at Tidbits.com. You'll also hear a little bit later on from Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, all this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Before we get with Josh Centers, let me tell you, we've got that special service called Tech Night Out Plus at plus.technightout.com, plus.technightout.com. And here's what you get. $5 a month, 50 bucks a year, $175 for five years. You get a version of the Tech Night Out Live free of all those network ads. We cut out 41 minutes of network ads, higher resolution copy, plus.technightout.com. Josh, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Gene. All right. The touchy to some subject of net neutrality. You're Mm -hmm. doing a piece on that. And we've talked about it quite a bit with one of our other regular guests, Rob Pegarero, who writes for USA Today and Yahoo Tech. And I gather from what you're telling me here, your slant on net neutrality is not quite 100% favorable. Why? Right. Well, well you know, I mean, I'm sure it's been talked to death on your show, but this uh, this new Title II net neutrality proposal, I think overall it's a good one. It's a lot better than the whole fast lane thing that we were anticipating. But the piece I'm working on now, there's a lot of problems with it. I mean, a lot of people are celebrating and saying, yay, the little guys won, the internet's safe, but it doesn't solve all the problems. And the the two my article is really focusing on is, well, the first one's simple um, accessibility to the internet. You know, something that, that has improved is improving, but as the FCC defines broadband, which is um, 25 megabits per second down speed, most Americans don't really have access to that, especially in rural areas, um, areas outside of cities. Um, the other problem, and I think the much bigger problem, is bandwidth caps, uh, data caps. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, even if you can access Netflix and Comcast's own video service and uh, you know Amazon all equally, if your bandwidth cap is 300 gigabytes a month, you will go through that a lot faster than you think you will. And those are going to get tighter all the time because... I mean, we saw with iOS 8, you know, how large that update was. You know, the system updates keep getting larger and larger. Web pages get more and more bandwidth intensive. Um, Even Twitter seems like it's using more bandwidth. Uh, Until recently, I had Comcast residential internet service. And in my area, that does have a bandwidth cap. It was the 300 gigabytes. And then it was $10 for every additional 50 gigabytes you use. I understand something here. If you have one of those online backup services... Mm-hmm. You know, like Crash Plan or Carbonite, and you've got 100 gigabytes to back up or 200. That's part of the bandwidth that your ISP allows. You can use up half of it just for your backup service. Right. 
Absolutely. And that's a very good point. Uh, well, not to mention, you know, your device backups through iCloud, which uh, I'm assuming everyone listening with an iOS device probably has enabled. Long story short, my my uh, our Comcast bill kept climbing. And then last month I check it and we have a $212 bill with $120 of that just in overages. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I switched over to Comcast Business which is hundred bucks a month. I had to sign a two-year contract, but there wasn't any additional equipment. I had to pay a hundred dollars for what they called installation. Is really just a guy coming over and looking at things. He, he, he did a few tweaks too, but you know nothing I needed per se. Uh, I don't have caps. I don't have a cap anymore. I have one flat fee, and I have a guaranteed uh, fifty megabits a second down and ten megabits a second up, which you know isn't the best even in my in my state of Tennessee, but. Uh, you know, it gets the job done. It's faster than a lot of people. So I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in that regard. All right. So this is the whole big thing here. Now, the bandwidth cap, I assume they're claiming or they allege from your ISP that you're using their facilities and those who use too many of their facilities are running up their costs. And therefore, they have to set a bandwidth cap or they have to sell you extra bandwidth optionally, which is the same argument, of course, for the wireless carrier, but instead of getting 300 gigabytes, and I have 400 with Cox, with your AT&T or your Verizon, maybe it's two or three, which you can use up by breathing. Mm-hmm. And, and just as a note, in case anyone's wondering, we don't use BitTorrent. We don't pirate stuff. We don't run servers. You know, this is all standard usage. My wife and I each have an iPhone, iPad, a Mac. Um, we have an Apple TV. Well, we've been using the Fire TV more lately. But, um, you, you know, point being, you know, it's like six devices and a game console and, you know, some kind of streaming box. Nothing that you, you probably wouldn't find the average American home. You know, we're not doing anything extremely out of the ordinary. Um, well, I, I, no, I do back up my Mac with an online backup service. So, yeah, and that's probably a huge part of it. Um, but, you know, you should be doing that because you need an off-site backup. And, and that's the best way to get it done if you have a decent internet connection. All right. Do you think that the ISPs are justified? Now, I understand with wireless carriers because you could saturate the cell towers pretty quickly if everybody's consuming all their bandwidth at once. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a matter of physics, right? You can only have so many radio waves. Right. But this is not radio waves. This is a wire to your home. Right. No, I think uh, hardwired bandwidth caps are just fundamentally ridiculous because you already pay for speed tiers and how much data you can use is dictated by your speed. So why do cable companies keep offering faster and faster speeds? Let's slow down in the past few years. But I mean, you know, why do they keep offering faster speeds and they complain about people using it? Um, of course, they're going to use it. <laughs> and it's not like you have much control over it. Right. Um you know, uh, an analogy I make in my article, you, you know, you don't have seven water taps in your house that just turn on in the middle of the night and flood the kitchen and then turn turn themselves off. Um, but you do have that with your computers. Your computers auto-update. They, they back things up. Um, they, tra- they do all kinds of stuff without your permission. Well, um, not without permission per se, you know, but sort of implicit permission instead of you turning a switch on and telling it to do something. Um, now, understand with new Macs, you have something called power nap. So while your Mac is asleep, Mm -hmm. as it says in the instructions in the Energy Safer Control Panel, your Mac can back up using Time Machine and periodically check for new mail, calendar, and other iCloud updates. 
Now, think about that for a moment. It's retrieving data online in addition to backing up to your local network. Think and- about that for a moment. So even while you're asleep, your Mac is asleep. If you have this option turned on power nap, it's grabbing data. Mm-hmm. Well, even your iOS devices, if they're connected to Wi-Fi, they assume that they have no limits. Uh, you, you know, they'll they'll de- update. Sorry, they'll update your apps for you automatically. Uh, if you set it to do so, it'll you know update your op- it'll automatically download the latest operating system update. It'll uh, yeah do you know do all these things. It'll back up to iCloud if it's connected to power. So um, there's a lot of. Uh, there's lots of stuff you don't have direct control over unless you start fiddling with settings. And it's even worse on the desktop side. Sure. Now, with a desktop, even a small upgrade to something can be a gigabyte or more. And maybe that doesn't mean anything, but now you have all the other things that can grab bandwidth. So, for example, I was reading the other day about more and more places where you can download genuine 4K video content. 4K, four times as many pixels as... Your 1080p, okay? And maybe it's compressed more so it's not four times as many as much data, but whatever. The point being here is that suddenly where you might have been using half your bandwidth before or most of your bandwidth, you get the 4K TV and you want to have 4K content. And maybe your cable provider isn't sending it out yet. I think Comcast is and for satellite direct TV is but only the Samsung TVs, but that's another story. So suddenly you're bringing down more stuff mm-hmm. and something's got to give. But well, right he- now it gets to be pretty crazy. Let me tell you one more thing in our next segment. But right now we have Josh Centers. He comes from Tidbits and Take Control Books where he's written about Apple TV. And I'll ask him later, can we start speculating about the next Apple TV? I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a 
fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. The Freeze-Dry Guy presents Freeze-Dried Turkey, Freeze-Dried Ham, and the No-Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze-Dry Guy, as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is, because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price, $359.94. Sale price, $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high-quality, great-tasting, freeze-dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products. Or get the Freeze Dry Guys No Bake Casserole Unit. 153 servings per case at normal retail price of $215.94. Sale price $172.75. You save $43.19. But supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states. Call 866-404-3663 and make FreezeDryGuy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials. Don't miss the Freeze Dry Guys February sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit FreezeDryGuy.com. Hi, my name is DeRay, suffering from migraines, having Botox injections in my head and neck to alleviate pain, costing $1,500 out of my pocket. I discovered Dr. Ortman and Gentle Touch Chiropractic Adjustment called Nuka. I'm migraine-free since my first adjustment. Thanks for giving me my life back, Dr. Ortman. I wish they prescribed you instead of Botox. Thanks, DeRay. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the solution. We design a nutritional supplement program the body can handle and actually absorb, providing nutrients targeting the problem area. Between Nuka and Nutrition, we will have you on the road to a faster and more permanent recovery. Look us up on the web at drortman.com or call 952-303-9124. Let us help you feel better faster. Wellspring Spinal Care at 952-303-9124. Again, that's 952-303-9124. Or on the web at drortman.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Josh Sanders of Tidbits and Take Control Books talking about the dreaded bandwidth cap, the things that happen that will make you use more bandwidth, like getting 4K content online. I have 400 gigabytes I checked from Cox. If I get their new gigabit internet service, which is hard to say five times fast, they give me a terabyte. Really? <laughs> you could blow through that in an hour. I, I could, yeah, I could blaze through that in, you know, a couple of days, even right. watching myself. Well, and, and here's the thing too, like one of the main services that cable companies, cable companies especially, but telecoms are afraid of, 
video services, you know, because e- even like AT&T, they offer, you know, through UVerse, they offer their own TV packages. So, you know, uh, and what uses more band, what uses the most bandwidth for the most part? Video. So a data cap is a very easy way to work around um, net neutrality restrictions to uh, squash their competitors. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you watch TV 24-7, 1080p or 4K and consume hundreds of gigabytes a month or five or six terabytes doesn't matter five people watching the tv set doesn't matter but if you go on the internet it does same bandwidth isn't it it's just data moving through pipes and that's what these uh, companies are afraid of they do not want to be a dumb pipe they want to keep selling you services like television and things like um sling tv are a big threat to that you know their biggest fear is cord cutters um you you know they want to keep selling you stuff on top of your internet connection they don't just want to be some dumb pipe by the way let's not forget sling tv is dish network so it's one of a traditional tv carriers is offering this, but of course, it's not coming down the satellite like Dish Network. It's coming down the internet, so you pick it up on your computer or your Roku or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of last week, uh, Fire TV. Exactly. And probably we'll get to Apple TV eventually. I can't believe it won't, but we'll get to that in a moment. So the point is here is that don't you think then that the ISP ought to be reasonable about this, or is it just unfairly trying to push you to go to their content. Oh, no, but you're I, paying I, for their content. I mean, if I want right. Cox or Comcast or any of these companies, and I live in their areas, I pay them for that content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I pay them for that bandwidth. So you'd think here, that if I pay 50 or $100 a month for my ISP, I shouldn't have restrictions like that. Right. Well, I mean, if, if, if there were a better way to monitor and limit your usage, I might, I might be okay with it. Or if the, the caps were more reasonable, um, you, you know, for the kind of connection I have, um, it was about 50 megabits down before, you know, if the cap were a terabyte, that would be reasonable for a gigabit connection. <laughs> a terabyte's a, a little small. Um, I mean, what's the point of having all that speed if you can't do anything with it? You know, you can only load Yahoo so fast. <laughs> So uh, I find the whole thing just ridiculous. I mean, really, the answer, though, is competition. If you read my article on tidbits.com, um, I hope to have that up Monday. Um, but uh, if you read that, I, I explore a number of ways that government regulations, both well, federal, state, and local, have discouraged competition. And I, I think if we can reform some of those, um, we might have a lot more um, choice in who provides our Internet. I think that would help things tremendously. Okay, well, let me ask you about net neutrality. So it's going to be under Title II. Mm-hmm. All right, we assume, all things being equal, the FCC will approve this around the last part of February. All right. What is there that they could do to encourage competition? Now, AT&T and the other ISPs are saying, no, we don't want regulation. But, of course, when you don't have regulation, you abuse things. You know, greed is not always good. And that's why you have regulation, because you can't just leave these companies unfettered to do what they want to do without any regulation, especially since many ISPs are monopolies. You may have the choice of only one. If you have two, it may be one that gives you good performance, one that gives you app. So what do you do? 
you know, there are a number of different solutions, but um, in the case of the FCC, in the case of this specific proposal they have presented, well, they haven't really presented the whole thing. They've given the the high points, the bullet points. Um, in this case, one of the things, and Jeff Duncan covers this at tidbits.com, he's already covered that. One of the things this proposal does not include is what's called unbundling. And, and what unbundling would do would for the last mile, which would be the connection from you know their hub to your house, if things were unbundled, they would have to allow competitors to use their lines. Now, of course, they could charge a reasonable fee for that. You know, it, it wouldn't be they they couldn't just give they wouldn't just be required to give it away. They would have to you know lease it. Um, it was sort of like um, like Sprint and all these MVNOs that it does business with like um, Ting and Republic Wireless and all this stuff, you know, they lease their spectrum out to other cell uh, carriers. So they all share a network. And that, that creates a lot more competition in the cellular space, right? And that's basically what I want to see. One of the things I want to see happen in the, um, in the hardwire broadband space. And, you know, on one hand, you know, you might be thinking, well, they built that. Why should they have to lease it out? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there was a program back in the 90s. Um, it was called the National Infrastructure Initiative. It was part of the 96 Telecom Act. And $200 billion of taxpayer money was distributed, most of it to companies that later on reformed into Verizon and what is now AT&T. And they were given all this money to build out a massive fiber network throughout the country. And obviously, we do not have that. A um, massive what? Uh, fiber optic. Well, it well they fiber did it invisibly. Device. They use invisible fiber cables, so you can't see them. They're there. Actually, what what ended up happening? They, they ended up kind of welshing on it and going, um, and and they're able to just build a you know crappy DSL service instead. That's the gist of what happened there. So the way I see it, uh, until these companies pay us back our two hundred billion dollars. Then that at least that last mile belongs to us. <laughs> it should be able. They should have to lease it out to whoever wants it. That's my rationale. Okay, so in the end here, whatever happens, this regulation will be passed. It could be overturned by a new administration with a new FCC with right. different priorities, which is also pretty screwy too. You know, you have a situation here where companies will be investing billions of dollars based on a set of regulations that they are attuned to follow. And then someone else comes in and says, yeah, let's ditch those regulations. Right. And that's right. one of the things I mentioned in the article, you know, I mean, just because we have net neutrality for a couple of years, um, doesn't mean we'll have it in 2017 or 2018. I mean, you, you know, this is a fear on both sides. You know, the telecoms fear this too. They're afraid that um, some of the things the FCC says they're going to hold off on that they could do, but they won't, um, they might end up doing anyway. So, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, it's not something you can really set your watch to. And I mean, it's always possible it could be thrown out in court or, you know, I mean, yeah, Congress could, um, you know, I mean, Congress has been kind of th the Republican Congress kind of been threatening to uh, neuter the FCC anyway. So, I mean, um, th there's a, there's a lot of ways it could all come crumbling down. That's why I emphasize that competition is the way to go. Uh, you know, net neutrality. More to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN.
Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hugamac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code Owl for a special discount. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. You pick up the receiver. With your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead, you finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! 
interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So once again, I am foursquare in agreement with you about bandwidth caps. I think they are detrimental. It causes people like me to have to every day, and Cox, by the way, offers the free listing so you get it very easily. Not all ISPs do this. Cox offers the way of getting day-by-day graphs of my bandwidth. And it gets kind of frightening towards the end of the month. So hopefully they'll do something about that. Let's move on to the new things Apple is doing. And we know, of course, that we have the Apple Watch coming out in April. Maybe some new Macs, a MacBook Air before the end of the month. You have a speculative piece over at Tidbit's about the possibilities of an Apple pen. Is this like a stylus or something? Um, yeah. I mean, it would effectively be a, a stylus. I don't think Apple would ever call it that. <laughs> but um, uh, so the idea would be um, it would be a pressure-sensitive stylus, um, particularly aimed at the iPad, possibly even um, exclusively for use with an iPad Pro. The main market would be artists, right? Um, because uh, while I don't think Apple is threatened at all by the Surface Pro, a lot of artists have publicly stated that they they like it for their artwork. And I'm sure that has to sting Apple a little bit, right? Plus, Apple's also dealing with falling iPad sales. So they need something to um, differentiate it from you know, just having a big phone or just having a small power efficient laptop or having, you know, uh, something like a Surface, right? They have to, you know, have some way to say, yes, the iPad is different. It's not just a big iPhone or a big iPod touch. There's a lot of, um, a lot of infrastructural stuff that, that points to an Apple pen. Um, for instance, last year alone, now Apple patents all kinds of things, right? You can't really base uh, you know, you can't really read their patent pool and like a crystal ball because um, thanks to patent trolls, tech companies buy and file as many patents on any crazy thing they can for defensive purposes. But in 2014 alone, they filed 11 stylus patents, which to, to me, I mean, that sends a signal that this is at least something that they're working on in the lab and they're looking at pretty seriously. But then if you also look at the direction Apple's going, you know, Apple's kind of pivoting into being a fashion company, right? They hired Angela Arnst from Burberry. They hired, um, oh, I can't forget, I can't remember the guy's name, Paul something from uh, Yves Saint Laurent. Um, I mean, that's two fashion CEOs Apple, you know, has in their court now. You know, a pin is inherently a, fa- a fashion statement of sorts, right? You know, I mean, um, what kind of pin you carry can say a lot about you, you know, and you can spend a lot of money on a pin. And, and you know, and here's a chance for upsale. Uh, you know, you could have an Apple pin sport. Uh, you know, you could have the aluminum Apple pin. You have the stainless steel Apple pin. You could have the solid gold Apple pin. Now, since- wait, let me just clarify this. This is okay. just a stylus, basically. It's something you use on a touchscreen screen for drawing, for writing. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But you want to make it fashionable. It looks pretty. Is that all? Well, um, you know, there's some other things that go with that too. One of the things um, we kind of kick around tidbits is the possibility that it could, it could be a real pen, um, uh, you know, that uh, like an ink pen. Um, that I'm, I'm not so sure on. Um, that's a that's a popular uh, you know theory among our editors. I, I'm not sure if I share that because Apple's all about pushing toward the future, right? So, um, but you know, that's you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, but. Uh, you know, I think another thing, you know, probably the biggest thing, though, you know, there's all these styluses for the iPad already, right? There's things like the um, like the 53 pencil, which has been so successful, in fact, that they're betting their entire company on it. You know, the the app is now free, like the add-ons for it are now free. You know, the, their only you know real source of revenue is that pen is that pencil because it's been so successful and it's sold in the Apple Store. You know, not to mention all the other. Um, you know, different pens of, you know, smart, whether they're smart pens or they just the, the dumb ones with the squishy tip, but it's a popular category. And, but they, they're all designed, you know, the smarter ones are usually designed to work with a single app, right? Like the, like the 53 uh, pencil only works with 53's uh, paper app for the iPad, you know, and, and this is something Apple loves, right? It's a market that shows a lot of customer interest, but it's a flawed market. You know, there's, you know, there's not a perfect product. And this is where Apple could step in and say, oh, well, our pen will work, um, you know, will offer pressure sensitivity and, uh, you know, possibly even taptic feedback, um, you know, across any app um, in the app store, you know, any app you use. And then this is something else I, I speculate on, too. You know, they could use their taptic engine from the Apple Watch to provide some kind of uh, force feedback so that, you know, they could offer, let's say you're using a paint tool and you're using like a, a, a brush tip you know, on your Apple pen. Well, it could give you the feeling of pushing, uh, you know, paint you know, across a canvas. Um, same thing with a pen. Um, you know, of course, with a pen, you probably won't have much resistance. But like, let's say you use some kind of pencil tool, you know, there's a little bit of resistance with a pencil. So maybe um, that's something they could they could factor into that and give you a real feel of, you know, actually using paper. Um, I mean, not to mention the fact that Apple's been in the uh, stylus and the handwriting recognition business for over 20 years. I mean, you know, they start, they kicked off this whole thing with the Newton, and they've had a long time to perfect this technology. As a matter of fact, um, the Newton's handwriting recognition is still built into OS X. Um, it's called Ink, and it's still in Yosemite. You don't see it unless you have um, some kind of stylus uh, attachment, like a, like a Wacom tablet um, hooked up to your Mac. But um, if you have, like, say, Launch Bar, if you if you bring up Launch Bar and you type ink, you can actually pull up the ink control panel. <laughs> it won't it, like you try to open it; it'll say you have to have the right thing connected to use it. But it's still there, um, and I don't think Apple's forgotten about it. Um, now, when Steve thing, Jobs said then that the best stylus is your fingertip, he was blowing smoke. <laughs> Steve said a lot of things. You know, Steve said, you know, nobody anymore steve said nobody wants video on an ipod uh you know steve was against uh itunes on windows steve changes mind or misdirected people all the time Uh, he's got that great mystical magical tv interface sure does he right yeah did he (laughs) yeah who knows who knows maybe he has Um, it up there we have to use a ouija board to get it (laughs) there's something for the paracast Hey, that's right. We'll do a session there. We'll call up Steve Jobs and say, what do you think of the way Tim Cook has managed Apple since you died and the Ouija board blows up? 
not enough printers. I think that's what you'd say. All right. This is going to be the Apple pen or the iPen. I don't think Apple uses I anymore. They're going to be Apple pen. Nah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be called Apple pen if they did it. That, that seems to be the new naming convention. I mean, they do have patents for this stuff. This is not just a dream. Right. Oh, oh, uh, another point um, brought by a friend of mine on Twitter, uh, Zach Cicci. Um, he, uh, he mentioned this, and I, I didn't have this in the article originally. I couldn't believe I didn't think of it. But you know that sketch feature in the Apple Watch where you can draw a little picture and send it to somebody, and they see it actually drawn out on their watch? You know, why wouldn't that move to Apple's other platforms? And, hey, if that moves you know, to, to an iPad or iPad Pro, that's a perfect use for a stylus. You know, why wouldn't they do that? All right. I don't know. I wouldn't need one because I can't write very well. I right. rather type it. That's the way I do best is just typing. But I expect there are people there who would love to have some kind of stylus that answers the limitations of current and takes you back to traditional methods of drawing and writing and painting. And if you can do that virtually on a virtual canvas, then that would be another reason to have, for example, this iPad Pro. I'm going to ask you about that in our next segment, then, because that raises predictions here. If Apple were to produce a larger tablet, 12 inches, 12.9, whatever, an iPad Pro or even larger, would the possibility of an Apple Pen, iPen, whatever, an Apple-built stylus be more relevant because you have that as a tool for graphic designers, painters, CAD purposes, not just you know, doing virtual drawing with digital tools, but doing something where you use the traditional artistic talents of people to create all sorts of new artwork. Sounds Mm -hmm. fascinating. Josh Centers is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history, narrated by GCN hosts, explored, shared, and passed down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio, but we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com. GCN. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. With Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books, we're talking about an Apple Pen. So do you think something like that would be a good companion for this new larger iPad if it comes out? Yes, because it would it would give them that use case they, they love to show off. You know, and, and that's one of the big things with the iPad in general. Um, you know, they like to show these commercials, um, like their latest ad for the iPad. It's all people, it's woodworkers and musicians and artists and engineers, uh, you know, making things in the real world with their iPads. I could totally see a pin fitting into that. And and one of the things, um, you know, one of my spitball predictions is that you would attach this stylus, this Apple pin to your iPad Pro with like magnets or something, right? Like they'd shape the Apple pin so it would mesh perfectly with the bezel. You know, I couldn't see, uh, I couldn't see an iPad with like a, a stylus slot in it. That's just not Johnny Ive's style. It's one of those things that keeps coming up so often. I, I've had to think about it a bit. And, 
Yeah. At first, a um, a, a large iPad didn't make a lot of sense to me, but um, I, I think especially in light of an Apple Pen, it starts making more sense because it gives you a larger canvas to draw on. You know, um, you know the iPad. You know the iPad Air seems pretty big until you actually put a stylus down on it. Then suddenly it feels kind of small. It feels kind of cramped. Um, so I think that those are the people that a large iPad would really make sense to, you know, the kind of people who would not mind, you know, having an iPad, they have to lay down on a table, you know, because they, they need that space. Um, but they could also pick it up, they could angle it, you know, they could hold it in their lap, um, you know, while they're sitting on the couch sketching something. Um, you know, I, I think the other key with an iPad Pro would probably be um, the ability. And iOS 7 and 8 um, do a lot of things to make um, scaling apps automatically a lot easier, um, which has helped... Um, you know, adapt for the the different screen sizes because it used to be Apple had very fixed screen sizes. Now, uh, you, you know, there's a whole lineup of different sized iOS devices. Um, but you know, to have you know to be able to run two iPad apps or even two iPhone apps maybe um, side by side, you know, I think that would be huge. Um, you know, if you're a writer, you know, like let's say you have a job like mine and, and you have to research things as you write them. Well, you can have your text editor on one side and you have Safari or, you know, your browser of choice on the other, um, you, you know, or, you know, uh, you could even have like, yeah, like a calculator on one side and I don't know, your financial software on the other, um, you, you know, stuff like that. Um, now, 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 here's something, this is kind of a wild spitball kind of thing, but you know, Apple always likes to have an app to show off their iPad, or at least they used to. I think they kind of ran out of gas on that. But, you know, when the iPad first came out, it's like, hey, look, we have iWork on the iPad. You can really get things done with this thing. Um, I think the holy grail for this, for this productivity on the iPad thing, is Xcode on the iPad. I think if they came out with an iPad, this iPad Pro, I think that would be the ideal um, flagship app for it. Xcode, you know, you can actually develop iOS applications on an iOS device. You know, I think at that point is when iOS becomes a real true, um, you know, workhorse of an operating system, you know, because in my mind, until you can, you know, actually code stuff for the platform you're on in the platform you're on, it's sort of an accessory, right? But now, especially with the Apple Watch, because the Apple Watch kind of hangs off the iPhone, like the iPod used to hang off the Mac, right? So for iOS to be truly self-sufficient, you need a development platform on there. And once that can happen, I think that's going to be a huge change in how we see iOS and how we use iOS. Also, you need side-by-side multitasking. You have to be able to run more than one app together on the same screen and more than one document. I mean, what's the point of having Office for iPad if you can jump back and forth between Excel and Word without having to go to separate screens, it's kind of like the original Mac, which had a single application capability before we had MultiFinder. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I used to work with Office every day and <laughs> trying try, uh, try to do that sort of stuff on an iPad. <laughs> I mean, even now that Office is on it, yeah, the, the idea is maddening. Well, I have to look at where I am right now. We're doing a recording, and we have two windows from Audio Hijack on the screen. One is for making the show, which uses Skype and actually six different modules. Then we have another one called Mixer Recording that I made, which uses four modules as just to record directly from the mixer mm-hmm. to the Mac. That's two windows. We have a Skype window. That's three windows. Okay? That's just starting. 
All right? Has three windows. Not a lot. But you get the point I'm saying. You can't do that on an iPad because you only have one window at a time. So I can't do this kind of show there. I can't have the flexibility of doing this kind of show there. I don't mean like constantly tapping to go from app to app because it doesn't make sense. Not for my workflow. This doesn't work with my workflow. What he's talking about using traditional productivity apps, using Quark Express on an iPad. Would Quark develop a version of Quark Express or Adobe develop one of their apps like InDesign on an iPad? Would there be a version like that? I guess there would be if you had this final multitasking layer. Why doesn't Apple do it? They had a rumor that they were going to do it for iOS 8. And certainly the 9.7-inch iPad, it seems suitable, but it's not there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's a real... Um it's a usability problem, right? Because, I mean, you couldn't just have windows all over the place with a touch interface. You know, that would be very frustrating to use. So, I mean, I'm, so I'm sure that's something they're kicking around, something um, they're working out. That's an opportunity maybe for a bigger screen. You know, maybe you can, like, I don't know, slide one side of the screen up and, oh, here's all, here's all your apps open. You know, and, and like I was mentioning earlier, being able to run, you know, different apps side by side uh, would help a lot. You know. I don't know. I mean, to me, that seems probably the most likely way to do it. You know, let you run, you know, two apps side by side or maybe even like four iPhone apps, you know, all together. I mean, maybe that would be a thing. You know, that's a little more out there. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here. And I'm, I'm anxious to see if they do it and, you know, what they do. The iPad. Will there be an iPad Pro? Will they be side by side multitasking in the next iOS? We'll see. Let's move on to some other things. You wrote the book, Take Control of Apple TV. So I want to take control of Apple TV, but I see the same model that was introduced in 2012. And it's very rare Apple's going to keep something around for three years. There are still some rumors that maybe we'll see a better Apple TV in our near future. Or is it just going to be 4K support so you can use up that bandwidth faster? What's going to happen, my friend? Uh, you know, at this point, I'm officially retiring from my Apple TV predictions because I've made so many and they've all been wrong. Um, but right now, my current inkling is that since we already know the Apple Watch will be able to control Apple TV, I'm thinking that might be a clue that we might see a new Apple TV alongside the new Apple Watch um, when that comes out in April. But um, I wouldn't hold your breath. I wouldn't bet any money on it. Um, <laughs> that's just... That's my current inclination. And uh, Gene Munster just came out with a, uh, a new analysis. But by the way, whenever I start trying to remember Gene Munster's name, I always get him and you mixed up. So if I ever tweet like, oh, Gene Steinberg predicted another TV, just just <laughs> ignore it. I'm, I'm probably mean Gene Munster. Um, well, you know what? Maybe he owes me a few paychecks. M- maybe. I'd like maybe. to have Gene Munster's paycheck. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to sit around an office all day and say an Apple TV is coming. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't pay them. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you can believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so but, you're not um, going to predict about the next Apple TV. I think it's a certainty that Apple is going to have to beef it up for the new oh, TV absolutely. technologies because you have a 5K iMac. You'll probably see a Mac Pro with graphic cards that support 5K. Monitors. I don't think they have them now. I don't think they can do it now because the technology is all kind of convoluted. Yeah. So you're going to have that. And well, they, Apple they being on to. board first with 5K, they obviously want to add that to Apple TV. I mean, what's the point of editing all those 5K videos 
if you can't watch the finished result. Right, or at least 4K. Um, well, well, here's a, here's a little secret, Gene. I, I've been using my Fire TV more lately. Uh, I didn't care much for it at first, but Amazon has improved it a lot. And well, frankly, my my uh, you know one and a half year old son has you know somehow totally misplaced our app, our tiny Apple TV remote, so we can't find the thing. I mean, we control it with the iPhone, but um, we've just been enjoying been enjoying the Fire TV more lately. It's it's more up to date. It's faster. Um, you know, they, they've added some, th- some things to refine the experience a bit, um, so it's more pleasant to use. Um, so yeah, we've we've just. I mean, it, I don't like the interface as much as the Apple TV still, but it, it just feels like a much newer product, and it offers a lot more um, choices and customiz- customization than um, than the Apple TV does. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I, Apple absolutely needs to release a new Apple TV if they still want people to buy the thing. Um, yeah, the the time is long past. Yes, we'll get into more of that in a moment with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Are you hungry for delicious, nutritious, rich, and satisfying home-cooked meals? Discover the Vita Clay 4-in-1 Smart Organic Cooker. Unglazed Zisha Clay, an ancient secret that makes this fast multi-cooker so special. Infusing your food with incredible flavors, perfect texture, vitamins, and minerals for your good help. It's a slow cooker, rice cooker, a steamer, plus a yogurt maker. Go to VitaClayChef.com and enter promo code RADIO20 for 20% off at checkout. That's VitaClayChef.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Our guest is Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. We're talking about Apple TV and the Roku and the Fire TV and all that stuff. Of course, Apple can change the software on the Apple TV tomorrow. 
and make it look better, but they probably have to beef up the graphics and the processor and everything to make it function faster. Now, as far as your remote, by the way, your missing remote, the hint is you go to Apple, go to store.apple.com, $19 for a replacement remote for your Apple TV. And the reason I mentioned that is when mine went bad, I went on eBay and I looked for the prices. I figured if they have $19 on me, I can get one on eBay for 12 or 15, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's more expensive on eBay. Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh yeah. eBay can be just be bonkers. Yeah. I, I know I can buy an, another remote. Actually, I have another remote right in front of me on my desk here, but it would treat the symptom, but not the problem. And the problem is I have a toddler who's fascinated with that remote and keeps slipping it, you know, into various cracks and crannies and, you know, places where I can, I can't get it. So the additional bulk of the fire TV remotes actually been kind of nice lately because I'm not spending an hour every night looking for the remote. I run mine by the way, from a universal remote the Logitech Harmony 900 that I got a few years ago. It works pretty well with an Apple TV. Yeah, well, and one of the cool things with the Apple TV, I don't know why I haven't done this, just laziness, I guess, is you can program any remote to work with it because that's a built-in feature of the Apple TV. So, you know, if you, if you have a universal remote, it doesn't even have to be something fancy like the Harmony. You know, if you got one with an extra... Um, setting on it or some unused buttons, uh, you can set it up to work with your Apple TV. I should do that probably tonight <laughs> just to, to save my sanity and start using my Apple TV again. But uh, well, there's just other things with the Apple TV too. You know, it's it, you can notice it's getting slower. They keep adding all these bizarre channels to it that I don't think anyone really wants uh, or not many people want. I mean, you can hide them, but it's kind of a pain. You don't feel like you have any control over the process. And, and there's so many on there that require cable activation, which, I mean, I'm a cable subscriber. I can activate most of these, but you have to do each one by hand. You have to do each, each one manually. It's just a bad experience. They should actually have a single login for your cable company. Yes, And absolutely. have that link to the app. So you log into Dish Network or Comcast or Cox or whatever, and any app that would run under those circumstances now has the login info. If it requires a subscription to a custom service, when you get the login, it feeds a flag saying, yes, you have HBO, you could use it. Yes, you have whatever. I think that's something that ought to be done on the back end. And when Tim Cook talks about how horrible your TV is now, that you're moving into the last century or something when he goes into his living room, and I'd love to see his living room. You know, he's probably got the 80-inch TV OLED or something like that, or 4K or the Apple TV prototype that we never saw. He's probably got in there. But if he thinks the interface is bad, well, don't tell us. Do something about it. We don't care. That's bad. We want to see a solution. He's been touting this unicorn of a TV for a while. Like, oh, what we have now is in the 70s. Like, okay, well, what do you have? Because <laughs> what you have in the current Apple TV isn't that spectacular. I mean, I like it better than almost any other TV interface I've used, but it's more like the 90s instead of the 70s, right? Yeah, one of the things they keep talking about is using the Apple Watch to control the Apple TV. And for me, that's almost a reason to drop 350 bucks on an Apple Watch, just because it'll be one remote control my son cannot steal and, and hide somewhere, because it'll be attached firmly to my wrist. Yeah, are you going to sleep with it? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it high up where you can't get to it. Yeah, but he'll be two very soon. Remember the terrible twos. If you think he's pesky now. Oh, he was born in the terrible twos. <laughs> All right, what's his name? Uh, Harris. Harris. That's a pesky name. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Let's get to some other subjects here. Okay. Now, before we get into a mythical Apple car based on your April Fool's article from Tidbits last year, you know, they've had these vans running around in, what, Northern California from Apple that everybody speculated upon? Have you right. checked into that? That's for mapping, isn't it? Probably. I mean, it's, it seems like they might be doing like a street view thing. That's what clicks in my head, because that's one thing Maps is missing that Google has. I haven't followed this this new rumor thing super closely. I, I know it started with Elon Musk saying that him and Apple are fighting over em- employees, which makes sense because, I mean, essentially they're both computer companies, right? The, the Tesla doesn't have a lot of mechanics in it. It's an electric motor with a shell and a bunch of computers. You know, I, you know Apple, of course, is you know mostly computers. So, I mean, you know, that, that makes sense. But somehow it reignited this this rumor. Now, now, this rumor isn't new. This April Fool's gag from last year was based on actual on actual rumors that Apple had been talking about acquiring Tesla. And, and apparently Apple and, and Tesla actually had discussions about this. You know, it's not totally out of left field. And we know Steve Jobs was interested in designing a car. So, I mean, it's not the craziest thing thing in the world but it, it's it's not a new rumor and there's nothing really giving a ton of support to it but here's the interesting thing and, and it's going back to what i said about how simple electric cars are you know compared to a conventional internal combustion vehicle an electric car is incredibly simple it, you know i mean it, it's the batteries that are the problem the batteries are the real expense but i mean you know the actual thing itself i was telling my wife and this freaked her out i said in 20 years hobbyists will be printing their own electric cars. Well, that's already started happening <laughs> 19 years ahead of my own schedule. You know, they're not printing the whole thing, but they're printing the body, right? So that's kind of a big deal, um, but it shows you how simple they are. You know, I mean, if you ever played with those um, Capsella toys when you're a kid, you know, the little plastic clear things with motors and gears in them, and you hook them up to a battery and you make little cars and stuff. They're kind of like that. They're extremely simple. You know, it's mostly software controlled. Um, probably the most complex system is the regenerative braking. It's something Apple could conceivably build and design. Go to your car dealer and you say, I want a new car. Okay. You pick out something from a catalog or maybe they have a few on display. And you pick out the color and you pick out the seats and everything. And they push a button after they, of course, confirm your financing. I confirm the financing. They push a button, and an hour or two later, because it can't be instantaneous, you go out for lunch or something, you come back, and the car emerges from the 3D printer. Mm-hmm. Is this going to really happen? I think it'll happen someday. I mean, in the um, near term. I don't mean 20 years from now. Well, you know, in the next five years, probably not. But, I mean, you know, there are videos where people... Now, this, these are very high-end 3D printers, but, I mean, people can already print somewhat complex mechanical devices like i've seen um there's a video on youtube where a guy prints an adjustable wrench and he he prints it and he pulls it out and and he can twist the the knob and adjust the uh the the gap in the wrench so if you can do that and you can simplify a vehicle enough to the point where now you probably couldn't print the battery of course but um or batteries, but you know, could you print a motor? Yeah, yeah, you could in theory, and and I'm sure some simple motors have already been printed. Um, in fact, I think I've even heard of that. So you know, if you can print, if you can print the motor, if you can print the body, if you can print a motor, you can probably print the brake system. You might have to add a few parts after the fact, but yeah, you, you know, I mean, you might have to add, say, headlights. Uh, you may have to, you know, manu- still manually manufacture some of the interior stuff. Of course, you know, battery you have to install. But yeah, for the most part, you could, pr- I say, 
sometime in the future, probably before the end of the century, you'll be able to print a car, more or less. Um, and I kind of think all the parts, or what they could do, is have a few parts that are pre-assembled in modules, and the dealer simply inserts them as part of the pre-delivery process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, if Apple sells a car, you know, as, as long as it's in black or aluminum or whatever, you probably won't get a lot of options. But here's the problem with an Apple car. You know, one of the problems, it won't fit in the stores. The stores are too small. They'd have to rent space at the Tesla store. Yeah. And, and well, well, some of the reasons we gave in our piece, um, a- Apple wanted to use a touchscreen steering wheel and uh, the NHTSA just will not go for it. The government will not go for that. Um, you know, Apple Maps isn't up to snuff. You know, you, you tell it to take you to, um, you know, a Starbucks in Sarasota Springs, New York, and it tries to take you to California instead. Well, you know something, this would be humor. This is humorous, meant to be funny. But as a practical matter, have, have you ever tested the accuracy of some of these navigation systems in cars? And I tell you, they aren't much better than that. So we're no. talking about art imitating life or something like that. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. 
Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. The Freeze-Dry Guy presents Freeze-Dried Turkey, Freeze-Dried Ham, and the No-Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze-Dry Guy, as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price $359.94. Sale price $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high-quality, great-tasting freeze-dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House. The gold standard in long-term storage products or get the freeze dry guys no ba- casserole unit 153 servings per case at normal retail price of 215.94 sale price 172.75 you save 43.19 but supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states call 866-404-3663 and make freezedryguy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials don't miss the freeze dry guys february sale call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We offer a high-resolution version, free of network ads of the Tech Night Owl Live. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. A new improvement is to offer an authenticated RSS feed so you can set it up in, like, Downcast for iOS and download the episodes. This is something that we're phasing in right now. Check plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to learn how to subscribe. We have Josh Centers for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. We're talking about the possibility here that Apple might be considering an Apple car and not something where they're just giving you the interface for a motor vehicle as they are now with CarPlay, which is basically like AirPlay. It's having your iPhone play in your car and provide the front end for the infotainment system. We're talking about the entire widget. Obviously, I don't think Apple would do that. But the question I would have is when it comes to TV sets and maybe a future car, is Apple forced to license technology to other companies and have them build this? They can't build everything. I mean, they have the money to buy a couple of car makers, but still. No, no, they'd never do that. I mean, I could see them potentially buying Tesla if Elon would sell to them. I don't think he would. But uh, no, I, I don't see them licensing anything to anybody. I mean, I mean, they might they might source parts. You know, I mean, we you know we know they've sourced parts. They source parts from Sony, Sharp, even Samsung. You know, so I mean, maybe maybe they have a deal with Tesla. Maybe they source some parts from Tesla. But no, um, you know, part of Apple's strength and part of Apple's success is in vertical integration. You know, I mean, they they make the whole widget, and you know, if they were to sell, especially a car. <laughs> which sounds crazy to say even now, you know, if they were to sell a car, 
that would be one of the one of the big things, right? It'd be like, hey, look, we we've designed this entire thing. You know, the you know the software, the the hardware, the engine, the tires. You, you know, you bring it into an Apple store or a Apple shop, <laughs> Apple dealership. I don't know. I don't know how this would work. You know, that I mean, it, that would be basically bringing that Mac, the high end Macintosh experience to cars. And I very much doubt. I could afford one of these things if they do it, but no, I mean, it, it would be, it would be totally integrated. That's the question here. Where does Apple go next with technology? Now, when we get back to Apple watch, we'll see it in April, as you mentioned in an earlier segment. And I wonder here, at what point does Apple find a way with the technology and keeping it affordable or as affordable as $349 plus can be, and maybe thousands for the gold versions. When does Apple get the version that can be untethered from the iPhone. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it might come as soon as version two, because I don't really plan to buy the first gen Apple watch just because if nothing, I mean, I might have to buy it for research purposes, but you know, first generation Apple, anything usually isn't that great. I mean, like, you know, the, I, the first iPad, they dropped support on pretty soon. Uh, the first iPhone didn't even have, you know, three G, you know, the first Mac didn't have enough RAM. I can go on and on. So I'm sure this first Apple Watch is going to have a lot of problems. But now Apple's second gen stuff is usually a lot better. I mean, even the iPad 2 is so good that they're still selling it. People are still buying the iPad 2, even though it's old and the screen's fuzzy because it's just that good of a design, right? It's fast enough. The battery life's good. Uh, it's well built. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people still using their iPhone 4s and 4Ss, you know, because they're solid products because they had refined them a great deal by then. So um, that, that, would see, that would seem likely. I, I think the biggest limiting factor is the battery technology. But it's also a question of how, how are people going to use these things? Because, you know, Apple tends to put these sort of generic black box kind of devices out there. And then they wait and see what people do with them. I mean, yeah, they give you some ideas. Um, you know, they're already giving you ideas what to do with the Apple Watch, but what people will actually do with these things um, is going to be different out in the wild. So, you know, that's kind of up in the air. I'm not even sure Apple knows at this point. I, I think they're waiting to see what the public's reaction will be. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, seeing what kind of advancements they can make, you know, in terms of battery and things like that. Um, I, I, who knows? I don't know. Maybe the first one flops. Or maybe it's the sort of thing where, you know, they want... You just buy one Apple Watch. Maybe they don't want you to upgrade. That sounds crazy. I'm not sure if I buy that, but I mean, you know, if you buy a five thousand dollar, I don't know how much this thing will be, but like gold Apple Watch, you know, you want it to be around for a few years. Maybe the idea is, you know, it, it's a dumb device. It hooks up to your iPhone, and then you know, you bring it to the Apple Store every now and then, and get a new battery. You know, um, or maybe, maybe you the- bring it as John Martellaro says, you bring it to the Apple Store and replace the guts. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I buy that. I mean, you know, on one hand, yes, we know Ang- Angela Arnst is. Uh, uh, I'm probably totally missing up her name. Um, but uh, but we know she's kind of retooling the Apple stores to to sell these watches. Now we don't quite know what that means. I mean, it might be like a little showcase thing. It might be a thing where they let you try one on, but make sure you can't just run out of the store with it. You know, and they don't have some stupid tether on it. You know, which would be really tacky. Um, but I don't know, but maybe, maybe they're putting a counter, you know, I know she's making some changes to the genius bar. Um, it doesn't seem like a very Apple thing to do, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, Apple, Apple isn't as predictable as it used to be. And, you know, then that's a good thing. Well, also with a watch, 
people don't buy a watch to upgrade every two years or every year. I mean, you look at the iPad, and that's one of the issues that's affecting sales is the upgrade cycle is much longer than two years. Now, with a watch, I have a watch right here. It's a guest watch I bought for maybe $75 at a discount store 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Man, it seems to work okay. I mean, it still keeps time. I've replaced the battery once or twice, and the battery doesn't cost me $50. It cost me like $6 at a Walmart store, and they connect it for you. And where they sell a kit for like $3 with a battery. You don't have to go to a jeweler and spend $15 to have your battery replaced. The key here is that someone is going to spend $5,000 for a fine watch. If it's an Apple watch or even $1,000 for one of the fancier models, they're not going to expect to replace that in a year or two even. I mean, I guess if you're a real baller, you know, I, I guess you wouldn't mind. But I mean, you know, and that's part of the question, too, is we don't quite know... Just what Apple's aiming at. I mean, we know Apple's aiming at high-end fashion, but I mean, are, are they really aiming at people who are going to spend a few thousand dollars on a new gold watch every year? I don't know. That that seems a little bonkers to me. Um, but uh, uh, so I mean, I, I can see two different ways of going with this. You know, I can see they'll offer new ones every year; they're upgradable, or they just kind of keep it as a dumb device. You know, and it, and it just works with your iPhone, you know, or, or maybe it's a little bit of both, you know, maybe, I mean, because they've called the chip in it, the, the system on a chip, the S1. So, I mean, that would imply sequels, right? So, you know, I mean, maybe they make more advanced Apple watches, but maybe in five years, you can still use your Apple watch uh, with your iPhone 9 or whatever, you know, and it just acts as a, as a dumb terminal for your iPhone still, while the newer Apple watches might have a few more uh, bells and whistles, you know, maybe that's how it works. It's, it's possible, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is uncharted territory for Apple. So um, it, it'll be interesting. Josh Centers, how do we find more of the stuff you do? Uh, you can see my scribblings at tidbits.com and my rantings and ravings on Twitter at uh, J Centers, J C E N T E R S. I can't wait till he gets his Apple pen. Josh Centers, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, Gene. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. 
A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. What's going to happen next? never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Now, I do want to mention that Avram Pilch is going to go to the Mobile World Congress, and that's in Spain, right? Yes, Barcelona. Barcelona, Spain. Now, my son lives in Madrid, which is a bit of a flight away from there, so it's not that you can call up my son and have lunch. Ah, uh, it's a shame. <laughs> you can't, it's really hard to get around Barcelona as as it is. But uh, it's an interesting show. Lots of we expect to see a whole bunch of new phones there. But we should talk about security. Security is always a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like what was it the other day? Apple blocked older versions of Flash. So of course, 
they have their bug of the day in Adobe Flash. And then you think, just let's just talk about that before we talk about data breaches. Do you think it's really time for just about everybody to give up on Flash? Because hardly a day passes where I don't hear about another security problem. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um I remember a few years ago when Flash was coming to Android, there was a brief shining moment when Android actually had its own Flash player. I For think about it was, three seconds. Yeah, I think it was a version 2.1 or 2.2 that, uh, that got it. And uh, I remember getting in one of the f- first phones to come with it installed and testing out some Flash websites. And it was hilarious because they wouldn't, like the videos on them wouldn't play or they would play at like slideshow speeds. I wrote an article about it and, uh, you know, Adobe was not too happy and called and, uh, called us and we had a nice little conversation with them about it. And it turned out that, you know, they said, well, it's not really fair because to, to complain about the performance of flash on your phone, because websites should be optimized for flash for phones like that's that's another level well uh, obviously they lost that battle because uh if you've been paying attention android removed flash support i think in version four i i think ice cream sandwich so if you have an android device today you can't play flash if whether you want to or, or not so the last bastion of of flash support you can't use flash on any mobile device uh is windows and Mac OS, and even there, it's kind of a disaster, and a lot of things don't don't run it. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Flash go away. I think the only reason why it's hanging around so much is because um, content providers like Flash. Um, even YouTube, which ought to know better since it's part of Google, uh, I think defaults to, to showing the videos in Flash if you're on a desktop browser. I think they like it because there's, I think there's better copyright protections and, and things like that in Flash than in, say, uh, HTML5 uh, video. But, yeah, it's it's time to go. It's long past time time to go. Sorry, sorry to say. it's had It's had a good run. You know, Flash has had a very good run. Besides, Adobe put me out of business. The story being when they came out with the first Apple Laser Writer with PostScript back in 1985. And it started the desktop publishing revolution. I was working in the pre-press industry, getting big bucks, working with $100,000 photo typesetting computers. But when Apple and Adobe made it possible to do the very same thing on a low-cost personal computer, a Mac, with a laser printer, and we had Adobe... PageMaker, originally Aldous PageMaker, then we had Quark Express, I basically was out of a job. So maybe that's the reason I don't always like Adobe. But they did create a revolution in the industry. And that was something to mention because that happened 30 years ago. But people who are still doing print publications benefit from that. Getting back to the security thing. Now, the other problem we have is the data breach, where big companies like in 2013, we had Target Tens of millions of your credit card numbers and other information was compromised. Then we have this report a week or so back that Anthem, which is one of the largest healthcare insurance companies in America, and they had a data breach. And think about it now. We're not talking about 
the Affordable Care Act or anything. We're talking about a private health insurance company with a data breach. How'd that happen? You know, it's happening more and more. Um, I, I saw a rumor that it was uh, foreign hackers. It doesn't really matter whether the hackers came from China or somewhere else. Uh, the bottom line is that people really need to proceed as if society needs to proceed as if information is likely to be stolen. So we need to do a better job. It's easy to say we need to do a better job of safeguarding people's information. How about we need to do a better job of figuring out what identification counts toward getting credit? Because 80 million people's identities, which means social security numbers, were stolen in the anthem breach. 80 million people, that's in the United States where I believe we have 300 million people. So you're talking about more than a quarter of the entire population just had their identity stolen. That's pretty bad. Now, if all of those social security numbers and names get out on the dark net or places where criminals can get them and use them for identity theft, so at this point, at, at what point, does something like a social security number no longer um, is is no longer a relevant way of identifying people? I'd say it's already passed. Like time for um, the credit bureaus, the three credit bureaus that can that control everybody's life here in the United States: Experian and um, Equifax, and what's the third one? Time for TransUnion is the third one. TransUnion. Doesn't matter. I hate them all. Time for either through government regulation or just through smart business, uh, them to step up to the plate uh, and for the creditors that use them, which is pretty much every creditor, to step up to the plate and say, you know what? The Social Security system was not designed to be a national ID. It isn't secure. We're, we're being too lax in what we use to uh, assign credit to people. We're being too lax in what we use to identify people. We need a better identity system uh, that stands up a little bit more to, to scrutiny. Now, uh, you know, unfortunately, whatever they come up with can be stolen. What we've seen is whatever you make can be stolen. So if it's not a social security number and everybody gets a national ID number or something, that can be stolen. So I don't know what the what the full answer is. Maybe it's using finger biometrics like or DNA or certainly using multiple factors for, for identity for identification as as we were trying to do multi-factor authentication online how about being a little bit more uh, picky about how you identify someone don't just take anyone who can write down a name and social security number and say oh you must be that person um so i mean ultimately unfortunately it's the consumers that are left holding the bag like if if your identity is stolen um you know you have recourse uh, the best recourse is to call all th- to call the credit companies, initiate a credit freeze uh, on your account, which means that they have to proactively contact you uh, before issuing a credit report to anyone. So that will make it much more difficult for identity thieves to pretend to be you. Um, but uh, 
in the meantime, uh, you know, consumers are left holding the bag. Your life could be very much negatively affected by identity theft. I mean, ultimately, you'll probably not be responsible for any of the charges somebody rings up. But if they damage your credit and it's hard for you to get back your good name, you could be turned down for a job because some people use that as part of a background check. You could be turned down for renting an apartment, for a mortgage, for a student loan. I mean, this is very, very serious, very serious stuff. You know, we can get into more of this in our next segment because I'll give you a little personal experience here. We have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. we got so much more on the Tech Night Out Live. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Hey there, Guns80.com continues to surprise us with low prices and high-quality Ghost AR-15 rifle kits. At Guns80.com, Ghost AR-15 kits are an even better idea than buying at gun shows or through private parties. Because the Ghost AR-15 kits at Guns80.com require no background checks, no registration, they don't even have serial numbers. That's what I call privacy. Go to Guns80.com to order your Ghost AR-15 rifle kit. No dealers, no hassles, ship direct. Guns80.com or 844-2-GUNS-80. That's 844-248-6780. Do good people ever want to call an attorney just to find out if they're right or wrong? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what are you forced to think about first? Money. If you could call as often as you wanted and talk as long as you need without a bill, would you call? Worry less and live more with LSProtection.com. That's LSProtection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials, 
commercial. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. With Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, I'm Gene Steinberg. We're in the Tech Night Isle live. We wanted to remind you to go to plus.technighthow.com, plus.technighthow.com to learn about Tech Night Owl Plus the version of the show free of the network ads, higher resolution copy for a modest monthly subscription fee. Avram, you know, I have seen this identity theft from personal experience where somebody gets a credit card in your name and you try to fight that credit card company, which is out of money because they may have granted credit to somebody. And a lot of these smaller credit card companies, well, they don't listen to you. And they send it to a collection agency, which doesn't listen to you. And then you complain to the credit bureau, and the credit bureau will go back, in theory, to investigate your claim that this is a dandy theft. And as long as the credit card company or the collection agency says, yes, we verify it, they don't investigate anything. So you can have items on your credit report for years that are hurting your credit and about the only thing you can do is possibly sue, which is very expensive if we're talking about a small amount of money. So identity theft is not an easy thing to get rid of. Yeah, and that's why really we need new laws to take it seriously because unfortunately the companies that are issuing credit aren't taking it seriously enough. And even though they're losing money on it, apparently it doesn't bother them enough to to take it seriously. And you're the one left holding the bag because uh, basically what they're doing is defaming you. I mean, it's, it's, it's libel, right? They're coming out and saying that you aren't good for you, you know, you aren't good, good for your debts when it's not you in the first place. So, you know, by all means, there should be some penalties uh, to, to the creditor uh, for, for basically libeling you with the, with the, with the, uh, with a credit reporting agency, and maybe there should be 
penalty for the credit reporting agency because basically what they're doing is going around going around libeling you. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of uh, of me finding out that you um, are looking for a job somewhere and then going around uh, going around sending all kinds of negative, you know, a note to all your potential employers saying, don't hire him. He's lazy, you know, but Hey, I don't even know you. Right. I mean, it's, it's libel. That's what it is. But defending yourself is difficult. Now, maybe there ought to be something like we have when it comes to personal injury. I mean, if you're hurt and you feel there is an actionable claim against somebody, there are millions almost, it seems that way. There are loads of lawyers who will work on contingency. You know, they'll take a chance if they think they've got a case. They'll take 30 or 40% of the take, and they'll defend your interests. We can talk about that industry all you want, but I used a personal injury lawyer once when I was renting an apartment from somebody, and when I moved, because of something they did, the floor was so slippery, I fell and I hurt my back, and I received a small award for the personal injury. So I went to one of those attorneys. Now, what if there were personal injury attorneys who handle defamation, such as erroneous credit bureau information that hurts your job, costs you money because you have to pay more for a car loan or a mortgage or anything like that? That's an injury. You're suffering financially. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a lawyer you could contact? Maybe if there is one, we'll happily run the ads if you're willing to pay the price, of course. But that might start a new generation of attorneys taking on identity theft cases in the same way they do personal injury. And I think that would maybe stop some of these companies in their tracks. I would rather see uh, than than putting the burden on you to go to court and fight potentially a large company, which is probably well healed. I would rather see, I mean, we have something that regulates this. It's called the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and I don't believe it's been updated in like 20 years or something. The Fair Credit Reporting Act gives you the right, the legal right to get a free credit report from each of the three credit bureaus once per year. Uh, And by the way, one piece of advice, uh, instead of getting all three of them at once, instead of say in January saying, hey, I'm going to get one from each, wait and get one every four months because they're likely to have the same things. So that way you could at least you can at least get three snapshots of your credit report per year for free. But frankly, this is information that's being kept on you. You should be entitled to it twenty four seven for free. That it's it's ludicrous that you should that you should not be entitled to. You should have to pay for it uh, for what someone is saying about you behind your back. I and mean, you know the credit bureaus. TransUnion, Experian, Equifax, they all have services. You pay like $15, $20 a month to keep tags on your credit. So imagine you get all three for like $60 a month, $720 a year. They're making a lot of money off you. But the thing I mentioned about the Fair Credit Reporting Act is that we have the limitation here in the investigative process. The credit agency is supposed to investigate when you say, this is not me, this is wrong. But they're not really doing an investigation. All they're doing is going back to the alleged creditor and saying, is this true, yes or no? And if the creditor says, yes, it's true, that's their verification process. That's it. So even if they're lying, even if they don't want to bother because they don't want to have to investigate 
a claim about identity theft or put you through all sorts of hoops like filling out special statements, going to the police, going to the Federal Trade Commission and everything. They don't investigate and the process doesn't work. That makes it worse. That's, a, that's beyond the scope of what we do. But I wanted to bring that up because I've lived there. But I think it. I think it does play into what happened with Anthem this week, right? I think it's been easy, too easy for the government and those who are in charge of making and enforcing our laws to ignore identity theft and treat it as a fringe crime. I don't even think the penalties are that serious in terms of in terms of jail time. Uh, so, you know, they need. So, unfortunately, we need to. I think the only way that this is going to happen is not through moral suasion. It's either going to happen because there's a great financial interest uh, on the part of the creditors and the credit bureaus in preventing identity theft and remedying it, which apparently there's not, or that there's a that there's a legal um, structure in place to force them. Uh, because I guess that they've done the math, or either they're either they're dumb which I'm going to assume not, or they've done the math and figured out that it costs them more to try and actually prevent identity theft than to suffer a certain amount of it. It costs them more to, uh, to actually take the, to actually make it a little bit more difficult to issue a credit card than to have a whole bunch of people um, using credit cards falsely and then taking a loss. Uh, they've, they've done, I guess they've done the math on that. Also, they make more money from the people who are less credit worthy. They charge you more interest, supposedly to cover their risk factor. But also, this gives them an incentive. Okay, so maybe there is an erroneous item on the credit report. We don't care. We'll just charge them a higher interest rate. We will make more money from them. And that's it. Doesn't matter. Let's move on to something a little more pleasant, hopefully. We've got Windows 10. There's a technical preview. Now, they had the first technical preview last fall. A new one came out recently. And it is so easy to get a copy. I mean, if you obviously use Windows, you can download it from Microsoft. If you have the latest version of Parallels Desktop for the Mac, they give you almost one-click installation of the latest Windows 10 technical preview. Was it that easy to install on your Windows computer? Yes and no. Um, yes and no. I have installed it on about four different computers, so uh, so it depends on the case. Uh, if you have Windows Seven or Eight, um, and if you have XP or Vista, why are you still using them? Uh, XP is is and has no more support in Vista. I, I don't think anybody had in the first place, but um, but I think that. Uh, it's very simple. You just download. You just download the installer, and you run it, and it will do an in-place upgrade, which is nice. So, if you are comfortable using Windows 10 as your main operating system and replacing your existing Windows 7 or 8 installation with it, not a problem. You can install it, and it will retain all your settings and programs. However, if you decide that you want to dual boot it by putting on another partition so you can boot into either Windows 10 or your existing system. It's a little bit more complicated. Uh, not very. I mean, we have instructions on, on laptopmag.com and, and the other site we run, tomsguide.com, on how to do this. So it, it's, not, um, it's not too difficult. Uh, you know, it maybe takes 15, 20 minutes. I made uh, a rather unique mistake that I wouldn't say is the fault of Windows 10 or Microsoft, 
Let's ask about that in our next segment. What did he do wrong so that you don't do the same thing? I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's TogetherSave.com. TogetherSave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. TogetherSave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at TogetherSave.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Abram Pilch, you say you made kind of a mistake in one of your Windows 10 installations that made the process more difficult. Explain. So uh, I've never heard of this before, and I've been building computers for for over 20 years, but I managed to corrupt my BIOS on my laptop to where it would not um, boot. It would not go past the, the, the logo. Uh, nor let me into the the BIOS menu. And I've never seen anything like that before. Um, Apparently, a handful of laptop models, including my my ThinkPad T440S that I was doing this on, suffer from this problem or suffered from it. And now, if you update the BIOS with a BIOS update, it won't be a problem anymore. But 
be careful if you you have i believe uh it's 2013 2014 certain thinkpads and some samsung notebooks and there may be others uh where if you have an ssd and you're running and by default it runs something called intel quick start or intel rapid start that looks for a particular partition on your on your hard drive or your SSD. If you delete the partition, which I was messing with the partitions to try and make a space for Windows 10, uh, which probably not a lot of people would do that. But in doing that and erasing the partition, apparently the BIOS looks for the partition. So it won't, it won't even get past the little boot logo. And even if you pull the, the drive out and you put a new one in, or you store, or you take it out and restore it. Apparently, the BIOS is corrupted, and the only way to get it fixed is to send it in for service and have the entire motherboard replaced. So that's what happened to me. But uh, not Windows' fault. Uh, and if you have a a ThinkPad, uh, if you don't delete your partitions, you won't. You can't run into this problem. And if you update your BIOS with the latest version, you won't have this problem. But I hadn't updated mine because I didn't think I needed to. Rare situation, but unique in that I've never seen a circumstance where deleting something on your hard drive could actually cause the BIOS to, to brick. Saying basically that if something can go wrong, it will. Yes. But Windows 10, I like it a lot. Uh, it's- now, while we're talking, I am opening Windows 10 on my Parallels desktop virtual machine. And it runs very fast. I added an SSD to my Mac few weeks ago and boy everything runs fast but windows 10 comes up pretty quickly yeah i mean well windows 8 uh which everybody disliked uh actually boots pretty quickly too um in fact i I would say that windows 8 is if you install your own start menu program is is a lot better than windows 7 all you've got to do is make sure that you have the interface that you want and all you got to do to do that is download a program such as start eight which is my my favorite um and and you can have a start menu again now windows 10 has the same performance improvements hopefully we'll see more right now as it's in technical preview uh, i wouldn't benchmark it and i have noticed actually some some lag occasionally in windows 10 where i'll do something and the system will be a little slow it's particularly slow with keyboard shortcuts for some reason if i've created a keyboard shortcut to launch a program it might it might take like 10 or 15 seconds after i hit the say control alt w for word is a shortcut i set up for it to actually launch the program on an ssd and that's really weird so it's still it's still in preview in 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 its defense but it boots very quickly and wakes from sleep very quickly uh just like windows 8 does uh the interface is quite familiar um but you know what if you really dig into it the start menu is not really like the windows 7 or, or xp start menu it is really a lot more like the infamous start screen in Windows 8 just shrunken into something that stays on the screen. Now, simply shrinking it and putting keeping it on the screen is an improvement. Uh, but uh, if you if you check it out, it's really all about the live tiles, and so it's pretty much a small a sh- small version of what you had at full screen. Well, one thing I like is just getting to system settings. You have a settings option that you can pick up 
in the start menu under Windows 10 before you had to deal with this crazy thing called charms. And if you don't have a touch-sensitive screen, you have to kind of click at the very precise corner of the screen to get it under Windows 8 and 8.1. Now it's more conventional. I mean, it's still got, I think, some of the visual excesses of Windows 8. But everything works pretty smoothly. Now, I understand there's also a new Office preview for Microsoft Office that you can get for it. Yes and no. So Yes and no. I don't like that. Okay. Yes, there's a pre- there are preview versions of Word, Excel, and PowerPoint available for free in the Windows Store. They are not really the full versions of, of Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. Microsoft is, and this is an interesting branding exercise, they're muddying the waters a little bit about what it means to have Microsoft Word versus Excel. Um, you know, back in the day, maybe five years ago, there was only one kind of office, and it was you paid a couple hundred, bu- a few hundred bucks, and you would get a full fledged version of Word, Excel, and PowerPoint with all of the features and all of the macros and all of the trimmings, even things you didn't need. Um, and then we started to see, in the last few years, Microsoft look for ways to kind of boost, to kind of take advantage and leverage the, the Office brand without trying to, to make the cash cow that is Office free. So any, anyone now, or for a few years now, has been able to open, to create a Microsoft account online and use free web-based versions of Word, Excel, and, and PowerPoint. And we say, oh, okay, that's, you know, but those are just for the web. But uh, also on Windows Phone for a long time now, as long as Windows Phone has existed, there have been free built-in versions of Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. But if you try to get into them and, and try to actually do anything complex, you realize, well, these are really scaled down. They're not the same thing as your $500 office. Uh, and what they're doing now with these new preview versions is that they've created a sort of scaled-down, touch-friendly version of Word, Excel, and PowerPoint that doesn't have all the features, um, but does have the basic functionality that you would want. And and has bigger icons and things like that that you can easily touch with your finger because you couldn't do that. You can't do that with regular Word and regular Office. And uh, those right now are free in beta. Now, it's interesting to, it'll be interesting to see what happens to them in terms of uh, when they go off of beta, whether they're free to everyone, they're still free to everyone. Well, how can Microsoft do that? They've got to make money from those Office licenses. Mm. So here's here's the here's the key. They're going to continue to sell uh, a, a full fledged several. Well, actually, now they're not selling it as a single package of several hundred dollars. They're selling it as subscription service, right? So I think you're paying was it ninety nine dollars a year or something like that uh, for for Office. They're going to continue to sell that product. So while still having these scaled down versions. Whether the scaled-down versions are going to be free for regular PCs uh, like they are now in preview mode still remains to be seen. Microsoft has said they're going to be free on the phone, which they already have been for a long time, and be free for what they call small computers, things that are, I believe, under 10 inches. But 
they haven't said whether you know a regular PC, regular desktop, or laptop will will get these for free or not. But their plan is to continue to sell the expensive uh, Office with all of the extra features that apparently also won't be touch friendly. So it is a confusing strategy. I don't fully understand it, but obviously the versions that they're giving you right now don't have all the features. They're stripped down in a lot of ways. I haven't spent enough time with them to say everything that's missing, uh, but clearly all a lot of the formatting options and things like that uh, aren't aren't there. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Neighbor let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug a Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hug a Mac. Bitdefender.com backslash hug a Mac. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights, and your hard-earned dollars buy a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas Resources resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. The Freeze-Dry Guy presents Freeze-Dried Turkey, Freeze-Dried Ham, and the No-Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze-Dry Guy, as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is, because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price, $359.94. Sale price, $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high-quality, great-tasting, freeze-dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House. The gold standard and long-term storage products or get the freeze-dry guys no casserole unit 153 servings per case at normal retail price of 215.94 sale price 172.75 you save 43.19 but supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states call 866-404-3663 and make freezedryguy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials don't miss the freeze-dry guys february sale call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com the human body is extraordinary 
Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, the office previews, and I just downloaded Word and Excel, and I'm checking them out. These are, as you say, feature limited. Is that because they're still under development, or we're going to have a situation here kind of like what Apple did with the iWork apps when they updated it to be similar on iPhones, iPads, and Macs, which is to take away some features and then add them back later? I think that they of necessity have to limit the features if they want to continue to sell people these products like if the free one is if the free one is this good why would is good enough why would anybody pay for the paid one so they have to be able to draw a distinction somewhere but they're really not that bad and probably for a lot of people they're going to say hey this is this is enough for me i mean how i don't know if anyone has the statistics outside of microsoft but I bet you there's some really good telemetry on how many people actually use all the different formatting features and macros and things like that in Word. And it's compared to people who are just plain typing documents and using the really basic stuff like bold and italics. And I bet you it's like probably 90% of people don't use most of those features. Doesn't that also create the climate for things like Apple's iWork for iCloud, which is now available, by the way, for people who don't even use Apple hardware. You can create an Apple ID under Internet Explorer for Windows and access a lot of features. We have, of course, the Google apps. So does this create a bigger problem for Microsoft that you can get stuff free that's serviceable? I think that's, their, I think that's probably why they're doing it, is that they already have the problem. I think they they realize that office suites are becoming a commodity uh, that's that's easy to to get, and so how are we going to keep profiting off of this? And if we're not going to profit off of it, why um, can we at least get people to stay within our ecosystem where we can extract some value from them? So I think that they have to do this to an extent, but how they manage to continue to turn a profit on office and make it valuable is is an interesting question. I think Microsoft is at a, I mean, in one sense, 
we're really I'm really excited for Microsoft because they seem to be getting their their act together a bit with Windows. There's still some things that could be better, but uh, Windows 10, Windows 10 is a definite huge step up from Windows 8, and I think people are going to like it and and want it. But at this end, of course, uh, Microsoft Hollow is very exciting. Their holographic operating system. That being said, the a lot of the things that were cash cows for them or are cash cows for them still are things that are going free elsewhere. And Microsoft, in order to compete, has had to give them away for free to an extent. And whether that hurts them in in the long run is an interesting question. So, for example, Windows itself uh, is now free. Companies don't have to pay for a license for it. OEMs don't have to pay for a license for it. If they're selling a device that I believe is a $250 price or less or is below a certain size, there's like a certain thing where if you want to, if you're a manufacturer and you want to put Windows on an, on an eight inch tablet, you don't have to pay. And this actually is extended, I think, to some of the really small, cheap, small laptops we've seen lately where you're seeing Windows laptops now get to $200. Well, like that couldn't happen if the companies had to pay Microsoft a fee. Microsoft, because they want the market share, is giving Windows away something that they used to pay for. Of course, to be fair, Android doesn't charge a licensing fee. Uh, Chrome doesn't charge, I don't think Chrome charges a licensing fee. So they kind of have to do it. But their cash cow was always charging money for the operating system, something other people are, are now giving away free. The thing is different also with Google. They're making the money from the ads. That's their biggest cash cow is the targeted ads. So they could give this away. Microsoft is taking it out of their golden egg, which is licensing fees. But I have another question, which I want to extend to this. And that is, according to the current policy with Windows 10, If you have Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 8.1 on your PC, for the first year, you can upgrade to Windows 10 free for the first year. After that, I guess you have to pay whatever the price is going to be. But doesn't that take also sales away? I understand businesses will have the existing licenses. So every year they're paying a fee to get support and the latest versions of Windows. But you have people here who can get it free on their PCs. And doesn't that also take a lot of money out of Microsoft? And the other question is, if someone has Windows XP with hardware sufficient to run Windows 10, why can't they upgrade free? I mean, Microsoft wants to get rid of these customers who are using Windows XP. They want them to upgrade. Yeah, I think the issue is that's another area where they're giving up revenue. And I was a little surprised to hear them say it at the same time. They're probably looking at this from a market share perspective and how much money it's going to cost them is is an interesting question. But I guess Microsoft is looking at it this way. I don't know what their numbers are, but there's probably a, a really small chunk of people who actually buy Windows upgrades. Probably Bob and Betty Best Buy, normal consumer, you know, mainstream consumers probably don't don't bother paying for an operating system upgrade. If they had the computer with Windows 7 when they bought it, they don't they didn't pay, you know, whatever it was to get Windows 8, which actually at the beginning was very cheap. They wanted people to upgrade to Windows 8, so they were giving I think the upgrades were like $30 if you did it in the first 6 months or something. So they're looking at it from a perspective of, well, if we want our app store to succeed, 
if we want people to use our new universal apps that we're pushing, which require Windows 10, we need to incent people to upgrade. And we're probably not seeing a great deal of licensing revenue from people paying for upgrades. Uh, so let's let's try and get everybody upgraded so that so that developers can at least so that there's less less fracturing, right? I mean, isn't that, wasn't that always isn't that always been the complaint about Android? Like you can't count on everybody to have an Android for an Android the latest version of Android because carriers don't update upgrade the Android for people. Well, I think this applies to Windows too. It's just instead of the carrier or the phone manufacturer that doesn't want to be bothered to upgrade, it's the consumer because they don't want to spend the money. So I think making it easy for people with uh, Windows 7 and 8 to do an upgrade, even an in-place upgrade. They don't even have to re- reinstall from scratch. Uh, I think that's to drive adoption. And they are losing some amount of money on people who would have paid for it. Like, I probably would have gone out the first day and paid for it because I have to have the latest. But at the same time, they're improving adoption of the platform, which means that their app store will do better. Plus, Let's not forget that Microsoft probably gets the majority of its Windows licensing revenue from new PC sales where the OEM is paying them. And that's not going to change except for these small PCs, and that's where they might be taking a bit of a loss. We have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. For two more segments, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call 
call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez. And based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Reminder to go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to check out our Tech Night Owl Plus service where you get the version of the show without the network ads, higher resolution copy for a very modest subscription fee with new features coming soon, plus.technightowl.com. We've got Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. We're talking about Microsoft, the operating system dilemma. And this is fascinating. And I guess the thing that I'm interested in here is all these things that they're doing to make Windows more accessible, don't charge for the upgrades, things like that. Isn't that a mistake the PC industry makes in general, which is looking for market share at the expense of profits, and you don't always get them back? That probably relies on numbers that maybe only Microsoft has, which is whether they're making the money or not. But they're probably reading the same analyst reports that we read. They're probably looking at the same criticism that they've gotten from investors for years, which is you're losing market share. And so, you know, they have to answer to investors as well. They don't want to be seen as a company that's losing. And they've already they've already been labeled as losing mobile, right? Because most tablets 
have you know have Android or iOS on them. Most Windows Phone is a barely a blip in the smartphone market. So if they have to give up the profit, the potential profit on something like a tablet, where they weren't selling that many of them anyway, so that they can sell more, that probably works to their advantage in the long run. Well, I think we're all going to have to see what happens here and how. Microsoft strategy works. Just a few quick questions about Microsoft now. In the last quarter, I guess they sold more Surface 3 Pro tablets, and the estimate was about a million sales. Is that correct? I think so. Okay, so at that particular point in time, Apple sold you know far more than 20 million iPads, and that was considered bad. So at what point do we consider... Microsoft sales to be good if Apple can sell 20 or 22 times that amount? They're not really competing products at this point, at least not with the Surface Pro 3. The Surface Pro 3 is, you know, some people love it, some people hate it. It's a powerful product, but I personally don't think the keyboard is good enough to substitute for your laptop. Uh, but it's it's a lot more expensive than an iPad. It's targeted toward more of a kind of a niche market of people who want a two-in-one device that's pretty powerful and runs full Windows. So I don't think it's an apples-to-apples comparison to say that they're competing with Apple. At, at this, at some point in the past, when they had the $500, you know, the I guess you could say that the $500 um, Surface that runs Windows RT competes with the iPad, and the, and that's and we all know that's a joke. Uh, that product is a joke, but their full-fledged, you know, Surface Pro 2 and 3 are expensive products that are designed to be laptop replacements. And I don't think that there's a lot of laptops that are selling that are selling 22 million either. Well, that's the other thing too. Is Microsoft selling this against a MacBook Air? Is that the competition? Yes. Is it like a MacBook Air? with a touch screen. And if you don't care about the touch screen, you save money to go for the MacBook Air. I, yes. I just need to understand this better. Yeah, that's, I, I'm going to tell you right now, that is their positioning. They specifically compared it to the Air. I remember the press conference from this for the Surface Pro 3, Panos Panay, who is the product manager at Microsoft for, for the Surface, talking about it being... Uh, you know, a competitor to the air, looking in the audience at all the journalists and their MacBook Airs and saying, um, and saying, this should replace your MacBook Air. So, yes, they're putting it up against the MacBook Air, not not the iPad. And, and whether or not that's a good idea, uh, the Surface Pro 3... Some people love them. My uh, my colleague who sits a few desks away from me, Sam Sam Rutherford, loves the Surface Pro Three. He loves the versatility of it. He doesn't mind the the, uh, the keyboard um, on it. I I find that the keyboards on the surfaces, even the ones that have real physical keys, uh, are out of balance, and it's hard for me to balance it on my lap because you have the the tab the tablet portion, which is fairly heavy around two pounds and then you have the keyboard portion which is like a piece of cardboard uh weight and size so obviously it's hard to keep it from tipping i mean you can keep it from tipping the the uh the back is pretty good at that but it just feels 
the, the kickstand will do that for you, but it just feels a little bit awkward uh, to me and to, I know to some other folks too. But, um, but for some people, they really like the versatility of how, wow, this is a tablet that's really, really powerful enough to be a fairly high-end PC and I can use it as a laptop and if I buy a docking station, I can use it as a desktop. Um, and that's, that's a market. Now, there used to be a PowerBook Duo back in the 90s that was meant as a very slim notebook, slim for the time, that you can dock and use maybe as a desktop computer. But the other consideration here is that when you have these accessory keyboards on tablets, and I've tried several on an iPad, they are so clumsy to work with. They're not comfortable. And you think here, you take the MacBook Air, which is pretty slim now, and there's stories that Apple's trying to make it even slimmer and lighter. And Apple's never going to add a touchscreen to that because that's not their philosophy or goal. But if it's just trying to save space or you want something that weighs a half pound less or something, Apple's alternative is very, very compelling. And then the other thing about this is there are stories that you've heard of and I've heard of that Apple wants to build a larger iPad, like 12 or 12.9 inches, that some are calling the iPad Pro. So does Apple get into this space with a larger iPad? And then if you attach a keyboard to it, it becomes another possible alternative to the Surface Pro 3. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the interesting point there, if I were to play Microsoft advocate here, is the Microsoft Microsoft's running their desktop operating system on that. Which now, of course, Windows 10, the phone and the desktop operating system are really merging quite nicely. Um, whereas uh, a 12.5 inch iPad would would still run OS, uh, iOS, uh, so you still don't have the multitasking capability and, and all of the powerful apps, full Photoshop, and all that stuff that you that you would have with with a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air. Um, That's assuming it goes the way it is now. But if Apple were to add some sort of extended multitasking to the larger screen iPad, side-by-side, whatever, wouldn't that deal with some of that difference? I guess it's also about the app ecosystem, too, though, because the mobile apps... I mean, some people love the mobile apps for iOS and think that they're good enough. uh, The productivity apps are good enough to replace whatever it is that they were using, Microsoft Office, perhaps, on their MacBook. My good friend Harry McCracken uh, uses uh, a 9.7-inch uh, iPad uh, with keyboard a lot to, to do uh, journalism, to do breaking news coverage at, at shows, and he's comfortable with that. And so there are people who are comfortable with that, and, and more power to them. You know, different. That's the beauty of the... Of the um, computer slash mobile industry is that we have a diverse bunch of form factors and some people like like one better than better than better than another for me i have to i have to have a full-fledged laptop that has a really solid deep keyboard on it uh that has some heft and weight to it and I don't want to sacrifice that to make things a little bit thinner and just a little bit thinner and lighter. Let me tell you, I have a 2010, mid 2010, 17-inch MacBook Pro. And I'll tell you about that in a moment because I will never give it away until it stops working. Avram Pilch is here with Laptop Magazine. One more segment. (laughs) 
minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. What good is a big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey Water Filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for five to ten years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. If the IRS has garnished your paycheck or seized money from your bank account, you need to get professional tax help now. Fast action is required to put a halt to these aggressive IRS collection tactics. You can count on the knowledgeable team of tax professionals at Walland Associates. With over 30 years of experience, Walland Associates has settled the tax problems of thousands of taxpayers for a small fraction of what they owed. For a free face-to-face consultation, call 1-800-425-4610 to put a wall 
between you and the IRS. 1-800-425-4610 or look for us on the web at wallandassociates.net. We solve tax problems. If you hire Walland Associates today, you'll never have to talk to the IRS again. To stop the levies and seizures today, take action now. Call Walland Associates at 1-800-425-4610. Wall and Associates, 1-800-425-4610. Based on actual cases, results may vary, not a solicitation for legal services. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. Hey, from Pilch is going to be here for a few more moments before he goes to lunch. And he graciously agreed to come here, and we're talking about different things. And I mention this because of where the notebook space is going. So Apple cut out the 17-inch MacBook Pro after the 2011 design. So I have a 2010, and it has roughly the CPU performance of a current MacBook Air, which shows you how things have changed. But I recently added a 500-gigabyte SSD drive to it, and it's a powerhouse now. And it does what I have to do. It's heavy. I mean, it's a big load in a shoulder bag. It's a pretty heavy beast. It's, what, five, five and a half pounds, whatever it is. But it has a much larger screen. It doesn't have a retina display or anything. But it's something where you'll have to drag me kicking and screaming to give that thing up. And now with the new drive, you know, I kind of think it's going to last many more years as long as it can run the current operating systems. So, you know, we have to look at the best tool for the job. So I agree with you. I need that. Doing this show, I can't think of any way to do this on iPad flexibly because of the nature of the workflow, the need for running multiple apps at once side by side and having full control, being able to actually edit one episode while recording another, doing research, going online to check articles. I go to the laptop mag dot com site so i can comment on different things that you and your crew have written or as we did a few moments ago we were talking about windows 10 so i went to parallels desktop and i fired up the windows 10 technical preview started downloading the public preview versions of word and excel how can i do that on a tablet yeah right uh right now it's it's quite difficult to do on an ios tablet android has some degree of multitasking if you get a samsung one the samsung has a split window mode that they've added but that's where actually having if you wanted that on a tablet having a windows tablet makes a lot of sense that being said i think uh, i think there's more than just the the software to it there's obviously the hardware side of it having the bigger screen having the bigger keyboard having a keyboard with real travel on it not just flat shallow keys so you know, but it, it depends what people want. I think it's really interesting that you said five and a half pounds is heavy because a few years ago that would be considered extremely lightweight. Uh, so our, our expectations, our meaning consumer expectations, have have gotten to be much um, – you expect a much lighter device now than you did a few years ago. And that's, that's great. I mean, nobody wants to carry something that's heavy and, and weighs you down. But, you know, at a certain point, does it – does it matter that much if it weighs two and a half pounds or 1.8 pounds? I mean, is there a point of diminishing returns where 
wow, this is so thin, but there's, I can't actually have a USB port on it because it's too, that would raise the Z height too much, the height of it too much. I mean, at a certain point, being thin and light for thin and light's sake doesn't help you anymore. Uh, so it's interesting to note. The other thing that's going on and, and you make reference to is uh, replacement cycles for, for laptops are, are getting longer and longer. Intel believes that this year we're actually going to see people who've been waiting four and five years and, and longer uh, do more replacements because they're seeing we're seeing some neat new features, uh, which I have an article about the ten features to look for on your on your new 2015 laptop up on the homepage of Laptop Mag. But the thing is, yeah, a lot of older systems still work quite well people aren't seeing as much incentive to upgrade. And that's why we've seen PC sales dip, not because people don't want a computer, but because they have a computer and they don't see the, the benefit of a new one. Now, with some of the things that, that have been added recently, things getting a bit thinner and lighter if you had a heavy system, with your old computer maybe getting worse battery life, with higher resolution screens, with touch screens for those who, who want to have one on, on a laptop, um, you know, with 802.11ac Wi-Fi and with SSDs becoming uh, more, you know, you can get a less expensive computer now with an SSD. Uh, for example, Dell's XPS 13, I believe, starts at 800, $800 and, and comes with a 128 gig SSD. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see more people replacing their systems. But ultimately, um, in some ways, the PC uh, ecosystem, and that includes uh, desktop and laptop Macs, uh, is is a victim of its own success. They built stuff that's good, you know, and and it's and it's reached a point where an older system is still decent for today's software. I mean, I guess the car industry probably went through this when they moved from from like steam engines to the Ford Model T. At a certain point, it was like, look, get something that's a little bit better, but the old one's still good. Well, I'm not going to replace my car anytime soon. I'll be paying for it for years. I took advantage of a very very low monthly payment. Of course, when you get a low monthly payment, it means you pay it out for a longer period. And that's how it goes. And the thing is about SSDs, how affordable they're becoming. You can now get a terabyte SSD for between 350 and 450 At some point in the next year or so, it's going to be down to close to $200, which I think is a critical mass, a terabyte SSD. Because once you get down below $200, 199 there's little reason for almost anyone with a PC that can be upgraded. And you can even upgrade the SSD on a MacBook Air. It's actually very easy. It takes like 10 minutes. You know, once you get to that point, a lot of people will extend the life of their computers by replacing their regular hard drives with SSDs because other than the logic board, what else is going to go on your computer? Displays will last for years. It's the hard drive. You get an SSD in there. For a couple hundred dollars or so, you can get another few years out of that computer. That's true, but I think there's a lot of people who don't want to open up a laptop. There are even people who don't want to open up a desktop that's made to be opened up. So I think what is going to be really important for SSD adoption, which is still lagging behind where it should be in 2015, I mean, I would think at this point, 75% of laptops should have an SSD in them. But the fact is, what is a mainstream laptop and the mainstream cost is $500 does not have an SSD. So I think we're going to have to see that price savings filter down into the cost of new laptops. 
and new desktops before we have the level of adoption that, that we really should have. Because as I've said for years, but for those who haven't listened, best thing that you can do for this performance of your computer is get an SSD. That is amazing. That's why a, a MacBook Air or any equivalent Windows notebook with an SSD seems so fast because so much of what you do depends on that. Now, of course, the Macs I've worked with other than SSD are the Fusion Drive, which is kind of an advanced hybrid drive system. And under a lot of circumstances, you can get a lot of the speed of an SSD. But as soon as you get to really large files or you exceed the cache of your SSD, then, of course, things get to be different. So I'm going to ask you one quick question because we have about 40 or 50 seconds left. Do you think the Apple Watch is going to be the breakthrough product of the wearables industry? I mean, I'm looking at these Google wearables, and they sold maybe 700,000 copies or so. Is Apple the one that's going to make the difference, or it's going to just be an expensive toy? I think they'll sell more units, whether it changes the the marketplace. eh, I don't think it's going to change the marketplace. Heck, we can both be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know that I really want to spend that much just for another watch. My $75 watch is 10 years old, and it works perfectly after a recent battery transplant. Avram Pilch, please tell our listeners where we can find more of what you do. Check out all of our mobile coverage on LaptopMag.com, all of our other electronics and computing coverage on Tom'sGuide.com, and follow me on Twitter at AkikinChief. And he's one of our favorites, Honest to goodness. You can check us out on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. If you go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com, you can subscribe to our premium version of the show at Tech Night Owl Plus, where we eliminate the network ads, give you better audio quality for a modest fee, $5 a month, $50 a year, $175 for five years, plus.technightowl.com. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend, our guest is going to be Alejandro Rojas, a genial gentleman who's going to talk about UFOs and the forthcoming International UFO Congress and Film Festival in Fountain Hills, Arizona, just outside of Scottsdale, Arizona, at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Afram Pilch, thank you, sir, for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.